We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. guys welcome back to little legends podcast i am your host blevins and joining me as always is boop what's up buddy how's it going but we're not alone we are not alone we are joined by the one and only freelancer by the way doha (laughs) lft lft i'm the the esports mercenary the esports ronin uh, if you will that's right (laughs) Absolutely. Samurai, without a master right now. I've become <laughs> my own master. The independence runs strong with this one. Esports consultant. <laughs> I mean the job's you. I mean it's I on a shirt. It. It's on it's yeah. on a shirt, so it's gotta be you know that's the thing. True. I make true. it pretty obvious. Uh <laughs> for you TFT folks who have been living under an esports rock, uh you may recognize Doa from the Fandom Legends uh cast that happened. That was the one, right? That you did? Yeah. Oh. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, me and Frodan. Uh, yes. Like, yeah. Okay. I didn't that remember that correctly. Man, there were some really good players in that tournament. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is um one of those games where it's kind of like Rocket League to me, where like I play and I think I'm good, and then I see yeah. people and like... You watch Grand Vice and you're like... Gr- yeah, watch oh, Grand Vice or yeah. Crowen, exactly. and I'm just it's like... like yeah. It's like, am I stupid? Right? Is my brain just not functioning at their level? And I think the answer might be... know what he's going to roll each time. It's, it's I know. <laughs> Everything is so, so intentional, good. and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't seen him play in a couple weeks, but he he's my favorite player right now because he plays the game I think the way it is supposed to be played mm-hmm. in that you play in a, a very measured reactionary style where mm-hmm. you're constantly adjusting um, both your own plan and, uh, based on like what you're seeing and then what you're seeing your opponents do. So he's he's great. I could watch that guy all day. Yeah, Grand Vice definitely a top player. It, it's just 
it's crazy. And, and we'll be talking more about uh, strategy and whatnot in just a second. So we're going to first do just a touch of housekeeping. Then we're going to give you guys, uh, again, for those of you who aren't super familiar with Doe, we'll do a quick little rundown. Doe will give a little bit of background. Then we're going to talk some TFT. And then we're going to talk, uh, well, we'll talk some TFT in general. And then we're going to talk about uh, the new stuff, the PBE and six woodland. We may be seeing a lot of woodland units on the board uh, very uh, shortly. But uh, before we get into that again, guys, of course, we are a prediction esports podcast, P R W E D I C T I O N esports. Make sure you're following us on that channel uh, on iTunes and Spotify. Leave a review on wherever you're listening. That always does help. And of course, we do have game nights on Friday. You can go to discord.me slash little legends podcast and jump and join and play in the game nights. Everyone is welcome, no matter how bad you are, because I'm there. So you know that we're letting anyone in. <laughs> um, and uh, it is also going to be streamed at twitch.tv slash giant slayer TV if you want to catch the VODs or if you just want to watch along and hear all of the antics that is there. And last bit of housekeeping is we actually released last week on game night. We released our brand new T-shirts, our ready for battle meme T-shirts. So if you want to, uh, if you want to get in on the inside joke, uh, the ready for battle uh, from game night, we've got shirts for those over at uh, Designed by Humans. I will have the link in the description. Okay, got through that quickly without getting too derailed. So we'll start the show like we always do and talk about our week in TFT, maybe some notable games. Doa, we'll start with you as the guest. Anything fun or exciting happen for you in TFT? I uh, I, I finally got time to, to play 10.1. I hadn't had much time to do it uh, yet, um, but I wanted to spam a bunch of games before I uh, came on the show. So I played a bunch yesterday, I played a bunch today. Uh, the new Lunar stuff is, is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think i had my biggest win ever today uh using the the now extremely good in the meta uh siver azir uh, blade master shenanigans <laughs> mm-hmm. blade master summoner shenanigans i won a game with 61 health remaining which nice. i think is the most i've ever had in the, in the game winning a game so that was that was my notable game probably but uh, i didn't even get the blade of the rune king on azir either so it was uh it was interesting but don't even need yeah, it there you go that's me haven't gotten to play as much as i wanted to but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in there i'm still in there winning games it's okay <laughs> trying to fight Man, my way out of flat like? right now what's it like to win i don't think <laughs> i've won a game on this patch yet uh you gotta play that was it was one of it was rare it was my first one on the patch <laughs> but i've only played the patch for two days so. <laughs> okay i have an excuse uh, i i've had I very guess. few wins and almost all of them have had at least six light in <laughs> yeah light's okay right now yeah, it kind of reminds me of like nobles from back in the day, where it's just yes. like such a yeah. roller coaster of emotion, right? They were really good, and then they were really bad, and then they were okay, and then they were good again, and then they were really bad. So, so it was... it's so Yorick dependent, you know? Mm-hmm. It is. It, Yorick no, is I kind mean, of the has been, but... yeah. Yorick kind of feels like the Nar from set one, where it's like, yeah, yeah. you just put. I mean, we had it, we had it uh, sure. on one of our earlier episodes. Just put Nar in forehead. Like it doesn't matter what you're running. Nar. Just I yeah. think Annie. I think Annie kind of falls into that category. Yeah. Into Annie, if you're running, it's like Tibbers is always going to be good. So 
Mm-hmm. Tipper's is a little too tanky for my for my liking. Uh, I, I would like to see him a, a little bit more delicate. But thanks for asking. My week in TFT <laughs> is oh, yeah. uh, 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 boop boop. Uh, I just want to remind you that you are one of the hosts of this show, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> you thanks for asking uh, you're you're not it. the you're not a guest on this show <laughs> boop our longest <laughs> running guest has been here for 23 episodes oh in sorry only 22 uh, kenobi kenobi did uh kenobi oh, did yeah, fill that's in. right oh. that's right that's right i was you know i'm almost cal ripken uh but uh no it was um i don't know why i wanted to jump in here baseball because fanatics out there i know right <laughs> yeah, i know right um uh <laughs> uh it sucked uh so i started <laughs> all right i, I started in uh, silver one at the beginning of the week I, ha- I so there's been like a lot of stuff going down and like i haven't mm-hmm. i haven't gotten to play like more than like two or three games in a row for a while but then finally started grinding and i and i climbed and i climbed and then i was at 98 lp and then i lost about 240 of it oh, uh, <laughs> oh boy so I don't know why I do this. I don't, no, I don't know if you do this too, but like when I'm tilting, like I just like, I think maybe everyone does do this, but when I, when I'm losing, I like just will spend all my money no matter what I'll, in my oh. head. I'll be like, okay, I need to save money. But the last game I played, I probably wasn't over 20 gold, like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. And, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then, and then I'm like, I'm so upset. Why am I losing? And then I'll say in my head, Oh, it's because I'm poor. And then the very next game, I'll do the exact same thing. So we'll just, we'll uh, just like set like what what uh, what I did is I would like set um, like rounds that I would allow myself to roll down or to level. And I just wasn't allowed to do it. Aside from that, I was like, all right, at right after Krugs, I'm going to go to this level Then I'm going to like do this at this level. I'm not going to spend anything at all except for stuff that just appears on the board mm-hmm. right off on this yeah, and like i idea. just set like barriers for myself and, and that kind of helped me sort of get a better sense of the economy when i was mm-hmm. playing like in set one yeah and you know it's so funny because in set one um i you know i was plat almost diamond and then this time around set two has just been like hard to to wrap my head around just in set general. two has been way more swingy there's been like big yes. swings in the meta in set yes. two with the balance changes a lot more than set one i think Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it, no yordles this time, so you can't like cheat your way into a win with six yordles anymore. <laughs> I hate yordles. Hey, Hextech so was worse than yordles, though. <laughs> that is true. Nothing I always was worse than Hextech. I like how the devs are always like, you know, we adjusted by getting rid of Hextech. That's like that was, we did good, guys. <laughs> that like, was cool, a great. Yeah. That was the greatest adjustment. Adjust yep, right out of the game, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, actually, that that kind of transitions into. Uh, well, we're just going to jump around. You know what? Screw, throw the notes in the garbage. Sure. We're jumping around. Uh, it, that that it brings up a point that we 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 kind of talked more about, and I'm I'm interested to get your thoughts on uh, Doe as well. Obviously, you've casted set two and and are familiar with set one. In set two, yeah. it feels a lot less uh, positioning itself feels a lot less important than it did in set one, where it's like in set one you're. Okay, I need a position around Hextech, and oh, they have a, uh, they've got a Sejuani all to Cho'Gath all. They mm-hmm. need to spread out. I need to do this, and the board was smaller, which sure. kind of made it more impactful. I mean, I guess just personally from your play style, like how do you how do you feel about that? How do you feel about uh, how that? I guess out? maybe maybe. I mean, when you get to the late game, it's still just as important. Um, and with the way Zephyr works, it's like even more important now. Like. Uh, there have been games that I've won where it's like I won only because I had Zephyr in the right place at the right time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think 
I think even outside of, of Zephyr, positioning is is still really important in like the mid to the late game. But I think in the early game, it's not not quite as important. You can make fairly simple adjustments, you know, where it's like, oh, this guy's playing assassins. I should toss a tank back by my carries and then make sure there's someone there to, you know, annoy them and hopefully not let my carries just blow up right away. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree completely with that, but I think... Uh, I think maybe in the early game positioning is a little bit easier, like you said, because the board is bigger, so you can just mm-hmm. things just spread out more naturally. Um, and there's less. I think there's less. Well, I don't know if I want to say that either. I was going to say <laughs> I think there's less devastating AOE in the game, but then again, there is Amumu and Nami and and uh, Malphite and yeah, Malphite. Yeah. So so never mind. The AOE is still there. I think the board's <laughs> a little bit bigger. I think late game it still matters just as much. Mid to late game still matters mm-hmm. just as much. early game. You can play it a little bit more casually i guess yeah so when when we had when we had mort um on basically they like one of like the intentional design choices for set two was to make like because i think we have aoe but none of the aoe really does like a ton of damage like it did last time like remember when a chogath ult a, a rupture would just like <laughs> destroy you if you, if you had mm-hmm, void bonus sure. and you know rabidons and stuff so they actually tried to move away from sejuani ults and the old leona ult like those aoe stuff because i think if i'm thinking of the aoe most of them are on four and five cost units in set two right i mean technically kiana is like not aoe but like a multi-person star yeah, yeah. Free so, scion, scion yeah not would you no, like not azir. to see more uh, not azir uh, who am i thinking of atrox I knew it was sort of an A. Yeah. <laughs> what would you? Just an AOE in there. Would you yeah. rather have like more of like the fantasies? What Mort said of like those big sedults, or kind of go towards more towards set two, where it's more for CC, less for damage. Or uh, where would you like to kind of like see that in the game? Because I think that's a balance that they're still having a hard time trying to pick up. I think I think it'd be cool if you could have both, but then it's it's difficult to do that without comps being creative that created that have both right mm-hmm. um so i i guess if i had to pick one i would pick the uh less it, big things of instant damage and more like smaller ccs because uh, i i like the game when it's it's more p- tactical and, and the positioning you know does matter more and you mm-hmm. really have to like min max where everybody is uh to the utmost to, like win a game I, I think that's like when tft is at its most fun like i enjoy tf the tf the most when it's like me and two or like one other person left and I'm like mm-hmm. checking all the boards and moving things, we're all moving things around and trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, mess with each other. Like that's, that's my favorite part of TFT. So yeah, uh, the more of that that gets emphasized, uh, I think the better. And, and uh, yeah, so I'd have to go. Yeah. With that. I, I kind of miss like moving around for Blitzcrank uh in set yep. one um like because like that was like what you're exactly saying though is like when you hit final two and there's a blitz crank on the other side you're like literally moving that same unit across the whole board just in case yeah. right um well, for that what i like crank. to do i like to pick up a zephyr early actually in a lot of my games because mm-hmm. i i just look at even if there's like seven other people left you know i i look at the boards and and if there's one uh champ in particular that i'm worried about i'll put it to counter that just in case i hit that board right mm-hmm. and if i don't positioning doesn't really matter too much anyway for that in that case but if i do then you know that's a round that i'll have a better chance of winning where i may have lost otherwise so i i love like early zephyrs for that reason to try Mm. and like mess with people because they aren't thinking about it that earlier so you can cheese your way out of some early wins 
Yeah, it's a good one. It's a yeah. great item. It's like a poor man's force of nature. It's like I'm getting a plus one yeah, unit on them for however long, was it, six, five, six, five seconds, I think now. Um, yeah, you do that to the Siver or the Nocturne oh, yeah. or one of their you know assassins or something like that mm-hmm. in some cases. It's really good. Yeah. One of my favorite moments, one, one of the moments that really like made me fall in love with TFT was the first time I was in a 1v1 right at the end and I was lo- I was like losing very slightly like I had 40 health and they had like 10 or something so like I was losing like 10 health around to them so I was like slowly gonna lose and then on the le- like I was down to 10 and they're down to- so it was down to the whoever won next one and like I just threw in a random level one blitzcrank right at the end <laughs> like roll yeah, down 40 yeah. gold to find one blitzcrank threw it in right at the last second and just completely ranched them <laughs> It feels like, great when you do that. I, yeah. I love that. That's like the best part of TFT when you can and you can like straight up outplay the other person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, those moments are few and far between now as I'm just yes. putting in as many light units as I can and hoping that my uh, nah. my Lucian just gets infinity <laughs> attack speed. <laughs> I, I ran mostly. Oh, go ahead. No, I was. Uh, no, don't worry about it, man, because I think um, in terms of what I think it's been really intriguing based on like how you're talking about it. Number one, you obviously love like the, the game and the genre. Cause I've been seeing a lot of um, just out of battler stuff on your Twitter uh, in yeah. general. So like now that you're kind of like in this, you know, playing TFT, playing battlegrounds, right? Like uh, something that you mentioned pre-show was, you know, there's a, a player grand vice who's been very successful in a lot of tournaments uh, in the past that this is how you play. Are you trying to play like grand vice? Have you gotten there yet? Like, what is that style? And like, are you, are what? you a top, are you top five on the ladder yet? Are you know? I'm, in <laughs> plat, I'm in plat right now. So clearly I am not playing like grand vice, but I, I, I would like to, I mean, I kind of, the funny thing is like when I play TFT, um, especially uh, battlegrounds a little bit, but TFT mostly, I get a similar feeling to when I was playing StarCraft II back in the day, mm. where like it's just there's so much to think about, and there's so many little things you can do that can have a big impact in how you play. Um, and uh, you know, you don't have to have 300 APM obviously to play TFT, but you do have to be pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, in certain rounds in certain situations. So studying a player, you know, that's way better than me, and then just trying to emulate that. Like I like having players that seem so far out of reach in in skill to sort mm-hmm. of try to emulate um in a strategic sense so yeah it's it's great like i, I really do like get that same starcraft 2 vibe when i play uh tft now you don't feel better because all i need is top four instead of <laughs> yes that that is one of the most endearing things about tft because it's like in hearthstone it's like you can play a 30 minute match and then you lose and it sucks but at TFT, like you can play and play and play, and like you get a fourth, and it's like, okay, that kind of feels like a win at least. It's like a participation. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. I went up, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's didn't, something. Didn't yeah. go down. Now, you mentioned you don't have to have 300 AP, or APM, which is true, but you do need to yes. have at least what, like 50 APM? Because if you see <laughs> you me try to roll best, down. Yeah. Lev you... <laughs> is the slowest hyper roller. I have I'm really bad at it too, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, I, terrible I rolled out as fast as I can, and I am I'm I'm still have like 36 gold left. <laughs> <laughs> I just psych myself out. I'm just like, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I've got like my 50. Uh, which one do I need again? I'm like, oh, I don't know which one I need. Roll. And I'm like, oh, crap, I should have taken that one. And I'm, <laughs> I, I practice it. I practice hyper rolling where like every single game, yeah. like a, a couple months ago, I just would hyper roll every game to to get used to it. And I, I barely play that way anymore. But it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to have that tool in your toolkit if it's like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a game where I'm going to need to hyper roll. So now I have some experience with that, you know? Yeah. It's going to practice everything. That's a, that's another way where I think it's like StarCraft too, where it's mm-hmm. like 
you really you really want to practice everything and there is uh just like in an rts there's an early game a mid game and a late game right mm-hmm. you need to have your build kind of like planned out the, the whole time so uh so I, I i do see a lot of similarities there and i, I love it it's great yeah that's uh uh, definitely uh it, it really is like that and and i kind of ruined my play style like a few months ago when hyper rolling was the, the, the it was all the rage yeah there was like there's egg makes, roll and, and it does make you dumber it, it made me <laughs> a lot dumber true. and but doa pressing that button every game makes is you the it's best part of tft <laughs> i like, love hyper rolling like right <laughs> it's so good you get to do the most fun yeah. thing I, you know, you can do it. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's, it's good. It's fine to have a drink once in a while, mm-hmm. but, but if you drink <laughs> to excess, you oh, will be losing yeah. brain cells. And I, I think hyper rolling is the same thing. It's fun to hyper roll once in a while, but if you do it to excess, you will lose brain cells. What an apt metaphor. That was, yeah. so, that's it. End of conversation. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to binge hyper roll. You know? uh, that. <laughs> There, you, you heard it. You heard it, folks. It for days. That's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. a shirt if I've ever heard of one. That's though. true. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's got to be <laughs> some sort of play on on a hangover, but I'll, I'll think right. I'll I'll, tw- I'll probably tweet it out tomorrow when I think of it. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, hearing you uh, bring up the comparison to StarCraft Two really kind of uh, makes me think of you know StarCraft Two and, and StarCraft uh, Brood War obviously are some iconic esports and TFT and esports is obviously something that we're very passionate about, passionate about. And, you know, Boop and I have casted you obviously have casted as well, uh, TFT. And I want to kind of get your thoughts on where you see TFT as an esport, um, how, how you feel it is now and where the, the sort of the, the uh, competitive community is on that. Uh, I think it's, I don't think TFT or any of the auto battlers are ever going to games that, fill arenas per se like there's you're not going to have like fifty thousand people screaming mm-hmm. for tft i don't think right um it's i i think but i i do think it it definitely falls into like the category of of a really great esport and something that is fun to just sit down and and think about and, and be co- sort of cerebral about and mm-hmm. in that sense it, it fits in really nicely with like chess or something like that right mm-hmm. you're not i mean nobody would ever disrespect the game of chess because it's it's awesome but you will never see a hundred thousand people in an arena watching chess, right. right? It just, it just doesn't have those big hype moments that you want to have mm-hmm. in a big like arena sport. Right. So, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, trying to trash talk TFT when I say it's not like ever going to be a big venue selling out esport because mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be. It's, I don't feel like it's really meant to be that, you know? Um, but I, and I, but I do think it is one of the best at the type of game it is, which is a game that's great to like sit on the couch with your friends and watch and think about and be like, oh, he should have done that. He should have done that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there are moments of excitement, right? There are little bits of variance here and there, um, but uh, that, that add to it, that make it fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a, a great, you know, strategy, uh, esport. Yeah. So how does that affect your, like, uh, because, you know, as a caster, you're kind of, you know, the voice of the game, of the game during that, during those big moments and making them entertaining. So in a game like TFT, you, you come from the world of Overwatch, you've cast League of Legends, you've done a lot of other stuff. You've also cast a lot of other, uh, card games. Yeah. Starcraft. And so when you come into TFT, what is something that is just that, you like casting about it and what are some of the challenges you did bring up some of the challenges of it being an esport does that come across and how you cast it as well um it's uh, yeah it's 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 super fun um 
It's uh, sorry, someone's at my door right now. Can I can I run yeah, away? Yes, I, this is so unprofessional. I'm so no, sorry. Guys. It, it's okay. This is a perfect uh, time to jump to a break. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, slim, short, and athletic guys of all ages. For a big, tall guy like me, these shirts actually fit great. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big ever again. And their website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break because we sure did. Um, oh, yeah. Guess, uh, <laughs> yes, it was, it was as long as you took uh, listening to the break. Uh, that's how long we were on break. But um, I don't even remember where we were. So we're, we're just gonna... talking about some, oh, okay. some casting. You do remember. I think. Okay, oh, yes. Sure. Casting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, just to uh, reiterate what we were talking about before, TFT, you know, is not defined, right? Uh, Mort said right. last week uh, last week that everything that they're doing now is because the success of this game was double the double expectation, is what they said, <laughs> right? So everything cool. seems really like reactionary. So building esports or building, um, uh, you know, auto battlers as a scene is brand new and right it's going to be in the front of that and people who cast i think are going to be part of that equation as well so for you doa to be part of like a new genre like this is really really cool and to be on you know fandom legends and you're going to be on twitch rivals i'm sure uh you know hope so doing, <laughs> doing regularly yeah me too it's great to hear you on there um what's it like in your role of a caster in terms of portraying the game in a way that's going to be awesome for audiences to hear, but also, you know, taking into consideration all the challenges that you mentioned earlier about this becoming an esport. like what's the role for you in helping the community kind of grow, grow? Sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to a game like Hearthstone or a lot of those other. You are uh, evaluating what players are doing, uh, talking about possibilities, talking about potential, you know, mistakes, uh, but more so trying to like get in the minds of the people that are playing the game and sort of being like, I think he did this because of this reason, and this is why this is good. Maybe this is what this, you know, this is something they should be thinking about. Um, but it's it's fun because it's a little bit slower paced. Like after doing Overwatch for a few years, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's nice to kind of like slow things down again and be like, <laughs> I know. all right, I have time to actually like think again, you know, because <laughs> I guess uh, I've, I've, you know, made a name for myself as a play by play caster, right, which is a lot of yelling, a lot of calling the action and stuff like that. But uh, I was an analyst in StarCraft, too. And, and I did uh, Hearthstone as a I mean, you have to be an analyst to do things like Hearthstone and mm -hmm. TFT. You have to be able to look at the game. Uh, on a deeper level and be good at the game, I think, to uh, to talk about it uh, on that level. So uh, it's it's nice to kind of get to flex those muscles again, right? Because like in Overwatch, I just didn't really have time. So uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun to go back to that kind of thing. And, and like I said, it, it 
fits in really nicely with the type of esport that you can have like a really fun discussion with your friends with while you watch it. And there are moments to get excited about, but it's really about, you know, conversation, right? It's really having a conversation when I when I cast with Frodan, what we're doing is we're talking about, you know, the what the mindset of the different players might be, you know, as they're kind of approaching the game. You kind of uh, in TFT, I think the important thing is is uh and and it's still very experimental obviously, but uh I think it's fun to kind of like pick maybe uh, as you watch the early game develop, pick like four players or so and like really pay the closest attention to those storylines. Because after like the early game, you can kind of tell the direction, the trajectory a lot of the players are going. Mm-hmm. So you can see who are probably going to be the big players for the late game and then kind of start following them and, uh, you know, sort of follow those stories and let those stories build. And if something else comes up, be ready to pivot to that. But that's kind of the the general approach I'm trying to take with TFT right now. In the very limited amount I've casted it so far. True. Only, uh, only. I mean, there. I mean, there haven't really been a ton of events um, so far, and we know. Obviously, we talk about Phantom Legends. There was uh, Ephos GG tournament that happened not last weekend, but the weekend before, I believe. Giant Slayer is obviously doing uh, their uh, fight nights every couple of weeks, and um, really, it kind of leads into another question that I had that came from an article that was written uh, earlier this week about the state of where TFT is in the competitive scene or it, where its competitive scene is in comparison to the greater esports picture. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts on, you know, where, you know, is obviously you have some confidence in, in TFT and you're having a lot of fun playing it, but is it at a place where it should be this early on? You know, is it, does it have the promise to be something that we're going to be seeing in in years at a competitive level, regardless of, I mean, people can play the game forever, but at a sort of a I competitive mean, level, where do you? Yeah, I, I think it's really cool uh, that Riot is using uh, different champion skins to influence mm-hmm. the different sets and stuff like that. Because then, like you said, there really is an endless amount of possibilities. There's years and mm-hmm. years and years of TFT content. When you look at the amount of champions in the game, the amount of skins, the fact that there's going to be new champions and new skins coming out as the game, you know, kind of goes on. So I, I think, um, you know, like, like Mort said, you know, that things have really exceeded their expectations. And I feel like it's, it's exceeded everybody's expectations, right? It's mm-hmm. very popular right now. And I think uh, I, I would really like to see a um, high tier production uh, get behind it. Um, it's a bit of a gamble right now because it's, mm-hmm. it isn't as big as a lot of the other games out there. But I, I think there's a lot that can be done with it. I think there's a lot of really cool statistical things you could do with TFT that uh, now that there's API access, uh, some mm-hmm. of these websites are doing, and some of that can be incorporated into the broadcast. Um, if I get a chance to do TFT with Phantom again, I, I'm really going to push them to include some of that in the broadcast. I know they want to, but I think that'd be a really neat angle to go at it is sort of like look at, you know, average gold at round X, you know, and, mm-hmm. and compare the players uh, on that, you know, sort of... Lit- yeah, the amount of his gold spent at this point in time. Right. Oh, that yeah. actually is a really cool... So look at uh, yeah. average life toll round and you can kind of really get a lot of a player's play style if you look at their uh, statistics as far as gold spend uh rolling down what champions they decide to go to you know if this guy picks azir he has 20 percent higher chance to win a game than if he doesn't and all that kind of stuff you know so you get to see what people are kind of generally better at so uh that data is i believe attainable now i think you can get it from the the api but um, it would be really, but I'm like dumb at that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I really need to see somebody else get that so that I can look at it and then talk about it. 
<laughs> Same. <laughs> you, know, th- you know, what did oh, Bill Gates say? If you want a job, so when he gives jobs away, at first he gives it to a lazy person because lazy people are really good at cutting corners. And then so he gives it to a lazy person first and then gives it to somebody else uh, makes to, sense. To, to use. Yeah, so I'm not calling you lazy, Doa, but I'm just saying I mean, there's a little bit oh, of that strategy involved. <laughs> I don't want to go find the stats. I'm yeah. right. finding the stats. I want to think about the stats. Yeah, you know else. what stats you want someone else to find. Right. I can <laughs> help digest and make them applicable. You know? Yeah. No. And I and I think what's really cool um, when it comes to this game is because those stats are like hardcore, right? Like you can look at yeah. it. And the stats tell that story, right? Because um, I think some things like in, in traditional sports too, you see a stat, you're like, well none of this really matters right. <laughs> like how yeah. many yards this guy ran because his team is losing tw- you know by 20 points or something like that right well it has to be uh, applicable right yeah yeah it has right. to be like communicated in a in a in an understandable way that's kind of like the job of the commentator is to take these these like elements uh that are maybe too complex for a lot of the viewers mm-hmm. and then make them you know make them uh, understandable and digestible you know yeah, for sure. And uh, as we as we move on into the future of TFT, what are you like most excited about? Like to to see? Is there anything that like you want to see? My dream for set three is to have a, a champion that takes up two spaces. I think it'd be cool to have like Zaya and Rakan on two spaces. I don't know. That's just something oh, I would love to see them try. That, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I right. What, is there um, anything out there for you that you kind of want to see? Uh, like a favorite champion, or maybe like an origin that you think might be cool. Um, I mean, it'd be cool to see uh, more of the support champions I like uh, come in, like Bard, to have Bard in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I'm just always excited whenever there's new sets and new synergies and you know new origins and stuff like that because it's just it's the experimentation phase of a set is the most fun part to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just like new sets. Um, that said, I think set two is really really good. And so they, when they announced that set three is coming in March already, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like the sets probably should roll over like three times a year, two or three mm-hmm. times yeah, a year, you know, three or four months. but yep. I feel like I'm just like, I'm still getting the hang of set two, you yes. know, there's still so much to explore. So I'm like, oh, and, and I almost feel that way about set one to a certain extent. If mm-hmm. Hextech didn't exist, I would have been happy to play <laughs> set one for a while longer, but like, yeah, but, uh, but set two is really good. So it's kind of sad to know that we've only got like what a month and a half two months two and a half months left or there something like that yeah um but it's but always mobile, it'll be out on mobile for set three yeah. though so that's exciting yeah that's the end of my phone battery yeah i know right <laughs> I, I i will i'm seriously between that rune legends of runeterra and wild rift i am probably getting a new phone and or a tablet um i haven't tried legends of runeterra yet i didn't get in the beta well <laughs> good Rito, news Good news is on January 24th, you will be able to play regardless of whether you got into the beta because I open just, beta is I coming. just may do that. I'll give it a shot. Uh, and you should definitely check out Room Terrible Radio as well. Um, they're great. They're great podcast hosted by yeah, uh, great people. You're on it. It's uh, very interesting. Me? But I'm I'm saving all of that talk because it, it, I need to do the show tomorrow. But um, you, you actually bring up... Um, one of my so perhaps for extremely biased reasons i'm very bullish on tft uh and i and even besides the fact that i have a podcast i've just loved the game and have been very into it and have liked it and it's been a joy to play one thing that has been a concern for me not from my personal take but from people who i've talked to 
both in the Legends podcast community and people who I know in real life who have just played uh, TFT sort of casually is is actually that set rotation where I've had multiple people like between like th- between three to five people who've who've messaged me and are like, hey, I liked TFT set one, but man, they sure did uh, get rid of it and put in a brand new set. And I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And like, yeah, I get like for me, I obviously am playing the game all the time. I'm watching way more hours of streams than I should be. Um, <laughs> uh, my job would probably fire me if they found out how much I was watching uh, oh. and, and just and. I'm in the game as much as anyone could be really besides like streamers and whatnot, but some people aren't, they can't do that. And they're not, they don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to have to do that. I mean, this is something I've heard from even going back to magic, the gathering where it's like, what do you mean? I can't use my cards anymore. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. All this time I spent on set one is gone. Um, I I just want to kind of get your thought on, on, on that. And then you even kind of, felt that a little bit of like, oh, well, set two is going away. That kind of stinks. Is that something you see as sort of a problem or maybe a, an issue for TFT moving forward as we uh, you know, see these sets rotate? Yes and no. Um, I think, I mean, that's as far as card games go, uh, you know, with set, like, you know, set rotation and magic or something like that, like it's just mm-hmm. part of the game. That's just, yeah. it's, it's a necessary thing for the competitive side of the game. So if you don't like that, well, I guess it's not for you. Uh, and TFT, I mean, it is, it is free. You can play the entire thing for free, yeah. So it's it's hard to really levy any complaints against it uh, right. as far as like what they decide to do with it uh, because it is free. But uh, I, as far as like wanting it to succeed, I think um, I think it would be I would like to see personally uh, a minimum of four months for a set, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you got you'll have three sets per year. It'll be a bigger deal when the sets change, and there'll be able to be more of a lead up to it, mm-hmm. where someone who's into the game, even casually, will be able to read about like the new champions and yeah. and read about the new you know synergies and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and kind of get prepared a little bit. Um, and I think four months still keeps it fresh enough for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows? That might be the, what the plan is already because we've had set two for about a month. It came out what in like uh, November, December, something like that. Yeah, yeah late December because yeah, there's yeah. that three week uh, period where there was no rank. Oh, right. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So, oh, right. so it seems like it'll be about four months for the set anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it, they could already be planning that. I haven't talked to anyone at Riot about it, but uh, it's. I would kind of like to see that sort of schedule uh, be mm-hmm. used with TFT. Um, and you know, it's not going to be for everybody. Uh, but I think a lot more people uh, are going to get bored with the game being the same champions for a really long mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. than uh, people will leave because it's changing too often. I don't think every four months, four months is too often. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah. I mean, when the game first came out, we were changing every week. Uh, is what, oh is what yeah. The like. B patches. Um, I mean, it was so great what, for doing a podcast, but man, it wasn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, demons went through three different iterations. So like, what don't you want to see? So you want to see these, you know, the four months uh, in terms of mm. the sets, but something that you don't like in your expertise of gaming and esports and, and just this world, what don't you want to see them do? What would be maybe a detriment uh, for the future. Um, you know, I I would it's hard to strike that balance between uh balancing when things need to be altered and leaving a meta sit to let the players figure it out more. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's a perpetual uh sort of challenge with esports is knowing when to balance and when to kind of hold back. So uh I feel like the balance changes have been coming 
pretty quickly uh, in, mm -hmm. in TFT, which on the one hand, I like that they're so aggressive. I, I think it is better to err on the side of being more aggressive in balancing a game mm -hmm. than not balancing a game enough. Um, but uh, I... I would just, I think they're right on the edge where if they do yeah. it a little bit more often, I think that's too much. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I, I think they're doing good, but they're pushing it just a little bit with the speed of the balance changes. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it'd be cool to let the game breathe a little bit more. It's it not, not a ton, but like maybe a tiny, tiny bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's try to let's tough. not like keep the pace, right? Like let's not be the pacemaker here, right? right. Where we're running six and a half minute miles for 10 miles. It's okay to run like a, <laughs> A seven and minute like, mile sometime, right? The other thing to think about too is that like they have a lot of statistics that that uh, we don't have, right. uh, so mm -hmm. they can see things happening in the game on a on a macro scale, on a big mm -hmm. scale that like we don't get to see because we don't see the data that they see every day. So things that we perceive to be a problem, uh, especially on the competitive side of things, may not be a problem for like ninety percent of of TFT players, and so you know. If there's not a if something doesn't get changed, sometimes there's a good reason for it that mm -hmm. you might not see. Um, just you know, speaking from what I know from other games that you know, many other games that have gone through lots of balance changes, and some people are you know the people that don't have that inside look like oh this doesn't make any sense, but you're like well it, it does actually it's just kind of hard to see it from from this side. There's a good reason for it. So, mm -hmm. so I was talking with a uh, friend, um, Deathblow actually, who is podcast host for high noon podcast and is also tft caster um and he brought up actually a really interesting idea for how to do the sets and it's more like how blocks used to be in magic the gathering and how they mm. still kind of are a little bit where you, instead of having set one then hard chop you know paper cutter mm. that's gone set two is is minted and we add a little bit of set two and then chop that set three you do like set 0.75 and then as set one and then set two is like the the last 0.25 of set one and then also a little bit of so set kind of like two hearthstone. kind yeah, of no, like, like hearthstone with the a... sets where like you have set sure. one and set two played at the same time and then you have a transition when set three comes out set one goes away and then you've got set two and set three I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. that's. I think that's. Uh, I I hadn't thought of that before, but now that I hear it, I think that's. I'm surprised probably, I didn't think of it either because it's that's a, probably absolutely the 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 right way to do it because yeah. you get to not only keep the synergies that people like, but you get to add new stuff in, and you get to rotate out maybe a couple synergies that weren't really working, but you mm -hmm. don't have to throw the entire thing out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this isn't working. We can just toss it, right? <laughs> because we're I mean, we're doing this, right? You'd have to sort of change the the fundamental way they release sets to yes. do that. Because right now each set has uh well, out of the two sets that we've right. seen and the, the tease of the third set that's coming mm -hmm. out, they have very distinct themes to them. Mm -hmm. So that would need to be changed in order for them to do that idea. But but I love it. That's a great idea. Yeah. We have like, you know, maybe eight heroes or eight champions. <laughs> It's gonna be hard to switch back. Eight <laughs> fall out, and eight new ones come in. You mm -hmm. know, and like two new synergies come in, and you know, yep. two ones go out, or like four and four, whatever. You know, but you get the idea. It, it, it'd be cool. I love that idea. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah, they like swap out origins instead of like whole sets. Like, right. like okay, kind of like how they like added Hextech and mm -hmm. uh, what did they add? They add didn't they add another one? Hextech um, instead one and... like after Hextech. I don't. 
I guess anyway, I might have been yeah. making, I might be making it up in my head, but the uh, but yeah, I think it allows them to be a little bit more flexible. Something that I'm sure they've thought about, but I think could definitely revisit because well, so here's... one thing that I don't like is like I miss Cho'Gath. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I love that, that hero, and the fantasy of him is just like super cool, right? You get attached to some of these uh, characters, and then they're just gone, right? Yeah. That doesn't feel as good. So here's a here's a counterpoint to that that I thought of uh, just now is that um, when you remove all of a, a like, say we removed Inferno and uh, I don't know what's an origin ocean woodland woodland okay. uh, ocean sure like re- remove like you remove two of those things that has a big effect on a lot of the other synergies because mm-hmm. suddenly certain ones that made a synergy work are going to be gone. So yep. it would be difficult to remove just like two or three or four of those because of the big That's effect true. that it has on the other champion pools that maybe share that synergy, but are part of another origin or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so I think I, it's a neat idea, but I think it would get really complicated really fast too. Well, so it would that's, that's sort of like a, yeah. What it would certainly do is impact, like you said, how they do sets because it, not even, not even touching the fact that, well, would we have two Lucians in right now or do we have to push light Lucian into set three? Something like that? They'd have to change that. But, I mean, they they could do that. That's not like a huge thing. They could just make someone else that unit, right? Yeah, or they could just like, yeah, change change a champion and keep the origin, but change the, uh, what what is the second one called? Origin and what? Origin and class. Class. Change, you know, change the class, but keep the origin. You could do something like that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, can, they can do that. But the other thing is you need to you're it adds a ton of complexity because you're not just balancing for the set itself you're balancing for the next set and you're also balancing for the previous set right like you're balancing set three and how it works with set two and with set four if you're doing it in that order uh if you're doing it in that i think at the end of the day it's a cool idea but it might just be too much work it's a lot of work so i would love to see them try it but yeah yeah it it definitely would get very complex quickly yeah and considering yeah. the i'm sure the the testing size for match the gathering is uh much bigger than the uh side project that exploded for riot <laughs> in terms of in terms <laughs> yeah. of people so it's like one of those ideas that like you hear it you're like yeah cool then you like sit with it for a second you're like but but wait there's more well, it's like <laughs> but yeah, wait. That's, yeah yeah that's that's a reddit thread in a nutshell right where sometimes yeah like, right. oh this is <laughs> no you're an idiot anyway um no one stops to really think about it you know yeah yeah totally, totally. I, I do think it's a good idea it's just the implementation of it is definitely uh yeah. something that is uh needs to be um actually very thought challenging out. yeah very challenging okay um let's move on let's shift focus here and talk about some of the new stuff we've already kind of teased it a little bit um we had the tft 2020 video uh come out a couple of days ago we got the confirmation that set three is coming in mid-March. Uh, there's a Star Guardian space Odyssey theme. Um, I'm sure that you guys as more bigger league fans than I am <laughs> caught more references than I did. Um, but for me, as someone who, uh, who came in as a, just a TFT guy, basically, uh, I thought it was cool. Um, space, different stuff, crazy. Th- it's like it's wackier, right? Like it's not just like, oh, here's the league champions and this is their they're just doing a thing and like, oh, well, these we changed are one red and these champions. Right. Are and blue. like we changed one <laughs> champion so that they were a dragon kind of because we needed that synergy. It's like, nope, we are 
doing it top down. These are going to be space units. Uh, I thought that was cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like this one had that really strong elemental theme, mm-hmm. um, right down to the hexes on the board being different each game, which I have mixed feelings about. But it, but it is cool that it's different. Uh, so I'm I'm really yeah. excited to see what they do with the next set. So mm-hmm. more actually mentioned that the new so that they're going to try something like elemental hexes was just for that set, right? Yeah. And that this particular one is actually a little out there. So like the theory yeah. crafting right. like is like already in my head like as to what it might be. So like hearing that information, uh, do you have any maybe assumptions on what these new hexes might be? Because who knows. Yeah, I know, right? But like, space themed or something like that. I don't you want to hear my? You want to hear man. my tinfoil hat thing? Yeah, what's your tinfoil okay. hat? Okay, uh, we're no longer going to be on little islands, like you know the little islands with the boards on them. We're going to be on a sphere, and the board is going to be all around the sphere, and you turn it around and spin it because it's like a that'd be terrible plant. <laughs> there was a that would be, that would be that would so hard to watch. Not, yeah. No, thank you. I didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> You know, you had an idea, and that's what matters. Uh, I'll keep it to myself <laughs> next time. Um, we also got, so, set three, mid-March, uh, the space theme mobile coming after that. They didn't give it a firm date, but we're thinking sometime around that mid-March area. Mid-March. Uh, we had the Mort kind of offhandedly say uh, before May was <laughs> Which is cute. April is basically March. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So uh, that's that's really cool. And we've talked extensively about uh, the implications of mobile and whatnot um, for that. So uh, before we're going to we'll close out the show by talking about the the PB balances. But that announcement itself, mobile uh, set three Star Guardian theme. How do you feel about that? It wasn't quite like it was a it was a what three minute video with mort and one of the other leads um pretty straightforward runeterra the day before got like a big sort of got like a big uh thing obviously it's a brand new game but how did you feel how did you feel coming out of that uh video doa uh i mean it's kind of like i mentioned it's it'll be excited to i'll be excited to see what they do you know i mean Mm -hmm. they didn't really give a whole lot of information other than it'll be in space kind of there'll be space things um, so yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to see, you know, what, what it is, you know, you can't really, can't really focus on it too much while the mm-hmm. current set is still, you know, around, but, um, it's, it, it'll be neat. You know, I, I need thing, like I said, my favorite part of any game like this, whether it's card game or auto battler mm-hmm. is experimenting with the new stuff when it comes out. So mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Boop, what did you what think? If random asteroids hit the board. Stop. <laughs> the one thing I'm not looking forward to is Zoe is from space, and I think she's one of the most annoying champions uh, in the game, but it'll be funny. A lot of people love her. Ooh, that's uh, another but... champion that I will learn about for the first time in TFT. Aurelian Soul's <laughs> probably going to come back. Yeah, Aurelian um, Soul. Bard, Pulse, it's a good yeah. reason for Bard to be in there. <laughs> the Pulse uh, Fire uh, the, skin line. The is project the... stuff. Oh yeah, that would be cool. And the cool thing about some of these skin lines, like um Odyssey, uh, it has some people from set one and set two. Like Odyssey has yeah. Gosmo, Jinx, and Malphite in it. So Ooh, like has all... Yasuo as well. Yeah, and so like that all like kind of comes together. We get to come back to some of our familiar mm-hmm. friends from set one because I think some of us are missing some of those uh, champions from set one. Gangplank, give you know, me gangplank. Yeah, there's Pulse Fire, Shivana, you know, there's uh, Shivana, Ezreal can be there, and the Star Guardian line is, I think, their highest ever skin-selling line they've ever had. Well, and there's Nico are... and Lux, and 
Um, who are the uh, who are the champions that have been in both so far? It's like Yasuo, Yasuo. Ezreal, Vayne. No, Ezreal wasn't in set one. Vayne. Um, no. No. Uh, Varus. Varus was. Yep. Volibear was. Uh, let's see. Not that uh, many. Um, what's Warwick, his name? Lucian. Which is good. Lucian Warwick was yeah, Lucian, too. Kazix Zed. Yep. Zed, uh, yeah, but they all were all doing different things. They're doing so, like, different I, things, but they were which in is good. Both. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah, because like that's the other thing. Like if if Zoe is in the game, right? Like, is it are we gonna get sleepy trouble bubble, or are we gonna get you know like her hopping around and auto attacking? Like that's the coolest thing about TFT is like also taking these champions that would never build a rage blade in League of Legends, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden <laughs> TFT attacks right. me to get to those ultimates. Is there? It's it's just really cool to see these champions used this way. Yeah, uh, so there's really well. like an infinite amount of things they could do yep. in this game because all the champions. Have- three or four different abilities too so mm-hmm. you know, yep. there's, there's just an endless amount of stuff they could put in this game so i either way i think we i hope we've got a lot of years of it uh yeah. yeah i love the game so much uh, but let's w- talk about pbe real quick well, i want to make one i want to make one how, let's do this let's just real quick we'll do one crazy call like either a sure. champion that's coming in set three or uh, a skin in the champion combination i've got mine it's toy renekton is it going to be inside toy Renekton? Oh, yep. the toy skins. Okay. That'd be sick. Uh, isn't there like one of the like? I feel like there is like a Mecha Renekton or Project Renekton. Maybe they'll do like the Mecha stuff too. Yeah, Maybe they could. Oh, they did just release the Mecha skin line. With I think Seth. it's tomorrow. My prediction though is going to be Bard. Bard will mm. be in there, and you would expect him to have his ultimate because it kind of like you know essentially stops time for a little while mm-hmm. um which would be a, a thing that they've kind of played around with with like kindred's ultimate and stuff but keeping things yeah. that keep people from dying basically yeah his he could be that guy in set three but i think it would be cooler if he would like hop over and then grab the person with the lowest health and magical journey them to a different part of the map to save. Uh, although that might be that annoying be because cool. if it's like you know you're about to kill someone then bard takes you away well, I thought I Who think knows? Bard has some of the coolest like fantasy in the game, right? Like the sounds that he makes. Like when you're playing Bard, you're having yeah. fun, even if you're feeding. Easy. Like if you're zero and ten, you're having a good time <laughs> still uh, when you're playing cool. that character. What's your what's, uh, your, what's your call, Boo? I think it would have to be something environmental because when I think of space, you like you you think of like asteroids hitting or maybe I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. So maybe the board cha- will change. Like there's been rumors that they're cutting down that row again. Mm. Um, so opposed to that, like no, if they're gonna mess either. with board size again, is is the other thing because space feels so big, it would be weird if they went smaller, right? So uh, right. I, I I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna say it every single time. I want the beard origin. Give me some old. Yes, give me, give some me. gangplank. Give <laughs> <Yeah>. me some <laughs> Gragas. Yes. Roll off. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I so, unlocked uh, roll off yesterday, by the way. And like it would be like something like plus ten to like. <laughs> armor or, or health it would be like brawlers or something like that they should have just called brawlers beards that's because like warwick is pretty much and volleybear both they're just their full I mean, body is if he's covered with hair then part of that hair would be a beard i just say the whole thing is a beard he's just his, their full body is beard um <laughs> it all but, originates from the face area yes it sure does okay there's our and if they come true then um everyone uh has to uh, follow us on twitter uh, all three of us, by the way, we all count for all three of us. So if any of those come true, you have to follow all three of us. Um, but we got uh, this. OK, yes, we did get uh, and we'll we'll end here. We got um, 
some PBE changes that came in. We got some changes to some origins, some classes, and uh, we got some pretty crazy stuff, actually. Yeah, we got some we got some fun stuff. I don't see the woodland thing on here. Six but I know Warden. What it is. Now I know. 99 or 999. <laughs> yes. Warden. Six warden armor increase is went it's from. It's really f- easy to get six wardens. Yeah. Went from 450 just up to 9999. Or no, sorry. Just 999. Not 9999. You just Max. won't be taking damage from auto attacks. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean. So, it's above to Ocean Mage, your beloved Ocean Mage. Technically. And they oh. are, si- they're doing this and they're simultaneously nerfing desert. Um, which is, which is interesting. Nerfing two um, desert, but not four desert. Four desert's actually going up. That's true. That is true. Uh, and six mage is getting a buff. I've got it open. Plus 30 spell power is pretty substantial. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that they're nerfing summoners, uh, again. I, I mm-hmm. didn't think, I didn't think summoners felt oppressively strong yet. Um, and I'm, I'm, Kind of surprised that they're nerfing summoners, and they're also nerf- nerfing Yorick uh, by a good amount, actually. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought maybe they would just tune down Yorick and uh, maybe even maybe even Zed again a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, Zed doesn't need it as much. But but I'm surprised they're nerfing the entire thing because you look at a, a champion like Zyra, and and she's she's just not ran very much anymore. It seems like she's she's her priority has dropped a lot. Yeah, she's the Morello carrier now, or the Summoner yeah. enabler, or the Inferno enabler, but not. Yeah, and you'd rather have Malzahar in a lot of situations mm-hmm. too, in that, unless you like need Infernal, and she's the only option, or something like that. Inferno, mm-hmm. rather. So I'm a little bit surprised. Um, the six Woodland sounds hilarious. Uh, are there even six Woodland champs in the game? No, there's to... there's the four Woodland, the four regular yeah. Woodland, and then you would need a Woodland Lux, which gives you the fifth and sixth Woodland trait. That's oh, true. And I always forget about Lux there at the end. Yeah, right? like that she the, counts. The as meme two. becomes the dream. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's on this list, but the six Woodland change now just makes it so that all of the Woodlands spawn yeah. an additional copy. So you'll get. I guess technically only five. Well, actually, you could have more if you had two Nikos in. Like you had all four. If you had six Woodland, and then you just kept putting extra ones in. I'm assuming I mean, that they'll all. That spawn sounds awesome. One. That sounds awesome, but like Woodland already kind of falls off pretty hard into like the yeah. the mid and late game. So mm-hmm. sticking with that long enough, and then hoping you roll Lux. Woodland Lux. Like it's yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a big ask. We'll put it that way. But it's it's yeah. one of those things where it's like you know that's content. Some, yeah. <laughs> exactly. This guy's quality <laughs> will be making a video about it. Yes. There's yes. no doubt. Because like sometimes you, you kind of like see yourself, right? You're like, you're like there. You're like, wait a second. All I need is the woodland lux. I'm already at level you, you know, I'm already yeah. at yeah. level seven. It could just all happen. I need is to roll a lux and then <laughs> that roll that well, origin. I, you know? I actually I don't want to I might get in trouble for revealing this, but I know how to guarantee that you get a woodland lux. Do you guys want to know? You need to just sure. think in your mind that you need a electric or an inferno or a shadow lux, and <laughs> nothing but woodland lux will pop up. Let me guarantee you that, because you, if you are looking for a different kind of lux, you will guaranteed see that woodland lux. It's like oh great, steel lux. Thanks. Yeah, well, steel lux. Well, the steel lux at least will proc itself. It at least gives you the full steel too, and like it's good to protect sure. her a little bit. But Four yeah, lux. 
like, but like not, she's okay. not really. Produced I mean, everyone, we're all looking for that crystal lux. That's what we're looking for. The only there's only a couple luxes that are good on the uh, like yeah. cloud luxes. Cloud ocean lux, lux is, is fine. Cloud lux is fine. Anything that gives your entire buff yeah yeah shadow lux is okay. Uh, yep. Shadow Lux, does, she doesn't really even give your team uh, a buff by herself, though. But mm. the Shadow she, buff helps her really well in you general. Need th- so. You need three Shadows, though, don't you? Yeah, so you'd, yeah, if yeah. you need one so other. She would do it solo. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you but need, like, uh, but like, stuff like extra dodge, giving your whole team 20%. Yeah. Or giving your team a little bit more mana, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's stuff's that's, fine. But... That's the bee's knees. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed here, but um, a couple mages getting buffed as well. Uh, Renekton also getting a huge buff. Wait. Uh no 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 uh, Viger getting a buff. I was so gonna say Renekton is getting nerfed. Four seven one thousand. Renekton getting nerfed. Two three twenty five four fifty. One fifty two seventy four seventy five. I think that's like the fifth. Like I don't. I think Renekton's gotten nerfed for three or four patches in a row. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised about this Renekton nerf because like before I was like, okay, he was at Grawl. He was like very. He was like mm-hmm. very clearly the number one one cost unit. He enables everything. Like he hit everything. And now it I was mean, like, mm, it's good. You want to. You want to go for that six woodland? Well, here's how: three star Renekton is back, baby. So uh, <laughs> he's, you know, you can do the, you can go for the egg roll again, yeah, and try to like load up Renekton and then you know pray for the woodland lux at the end, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so there's, it, there it is. It's a three star Renekton is is uh, has gotten yeah. buffed a little bit. So. It did. I get <laughs> I get scared go. anytime Viger gets buffed, just in general. Here's I will make a prediction. Um, okay, let's hear it. The Ezreal buff is actually possibly the most insane thing uh, on the PBE right now, because there there's a comp out there right now that not a lot of that involves uh, going for a three-star Ezreal um, with like four glacial, six glacial, obviously is better, but mm-hmm. four glacial is perfectly fine where you give him like uh, a Seraphs and mm-hmm. uh, like a little bit of damage, like a, you know, AP damage, you give him like a, a cap or something yeah. like that. And he, he just casts, every other attack yeah and so every other attack he's hitting the lowest health person for like 900 damage 800 damage yeah. you know, whatever it is so which is insane if you can pull it off it is really really hard to beat uh, oh yeah you're times, right because you you great. get yeah. you get two casts on this and it's an extra hundred damage at level Ezreal two. can like Ezreal can really really carry if you get the right items mm-hmm. right glacial cop so i'm a little bit surprised they're buffing Ezreal because i think uh, he might just be like the new carry of choice and mm-hmm. glacial is just going to come back in a big way so i'm i'm really curious to see how that one's going to go i'm going to be watching that one. i'm definitely going to be playing uh my ezreal comp which i love playing because i've always enjoyed glacial just because i like being annoying i guess but uh, <laughs> i think ezreal could be really good yeah awesome. he definitely and he's one of those ones that like okay you can run him in like a full glacial comp you can run him to complement your berserkers like your rangers all, yeah you run him in rangers there's a lot of stuff that ezreal can go in and uh yeah, he's I think he's like slowly like he's the one that like he's kind of like Nar from set one in that he's getting like a little buffs like every couple of patches and like they add up. And then when people start playing him, all of a sudden he's going to be played nonstop and you're never going to be able to get him. And maybe and we're I, part I of the say, problem. You get though. a spatula, make somebody else glacial, glacial yeah. pretty easy. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, you uh, you can you can do some kind of fun shenanigans with that where you you go like Warden Glacial Ranger um, and. 
you throw in some wardens that shouldn't be glacial, but they become glacial, mm-hmm. or some glacial that shouldn't be wardens, but they become warden, mm-hmm. and then you have to Israel no. back just doing tons of damage. That's the best part about TFT is that spatula, man. Because, you know, coming from Underlords, like, the items, yeah. yeah, I know. Just to be able to, like, change the look. Uh, like, going back to set one, making all your Yordles extra small by making putting the <laughs> on them. And then, you know, here, like, making someone... It, it's just really funny to see certain characters jump as a Berserker, mm-hmm. right? When they, yeah, <laughs> when they yeah. normally wouldn't. And that's the kind of stuff that I really appreciate about uh tft and i'm, I'm excited about uh, these changes too because i think Ezreal is a cool character in general and to get that kind of dps like 50 each time that mystic shot goes out the mystic mm. shot's not like an ultimate that takes a long time right you're gonna you're gonna feel that extra damage that's ap too so it, it builds off of the other ap items you give him mm-hmm. as well yep. so that's uh it's he's he's like low-key one of the highest damage champions in the game right now and, yeah and i think this buff could like tip him over the edge as being like making a new comp uh, meta revolving yeah. around him being your carry mm-hmm. he's he's in that interesting spot that lucian is in right now or is in the spotlight in where you can put mm-hmm. pretty much any sort of offensive item on him and it's gonna be good because he scales yeah. off of ap and ad so it's uh I think Ezreal will be better because he's more reliably findable. Oh, absolutely. Because that's that's the thing with the if you go for the Senecomp, you're like <laughs> you're competing with the whole lobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, which which it's like whereas Ezreal, like there's Ezreal's everywhere. He's three stars, right? Yeah. So he's a uh, he'll he'll or three he's level three, level so three, yeah. he'll be around a lot. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, Blev, I've got one more question for Doe. I think okay. you know what it is. Oh, um, I sure do so know what it is. There, there's a meme that we do. There's a meme that we do here on the Little Legends podcast. Uh, okay. It happened over Thanksgiving. Um, it is a weird question, but we ask everyone um, as as they come on. So, Doa, in your opinion, <laughs> which Little Legend tastes the best? Oh man, hold on. <laughs> let me let me bring up a, a, a chart of all the Little Legends yeah. I have to do. Yeah, we, we we end every show with a guest with this question. Yeah. So, just to kind of like preface it, there's been some things um, that have been said. Um, and some uh, like let's see underdog. So I the fury horn and the silver wing are definitely S tier, but there's oh, been some really fuwa. good arguments on, the for the Paddlemar and the Fuwa and the and the, even yeah. the river sprite. If you're a Hydra homie, yeah, I mean, you can drink a river sprite. I think. Well, so here's the thing. I think for me, there'd be it'd be a tie between the Paddlemar and like the little pig one because oh, yeah. I love pork and I love mm-hmm. seafood. And I haven't, I've never eaten turtle. I've never eaten <laughs> sea turtle specifically, but I bet it tastes good. <laughs> All right, there it is. So I think I, one of those two, one of those two. I, I think. Um, and I, you know, I, I lived, uh, I lived in, I've traveled the world. I've, I've eaten a lot of interesting things and then mm-hmm. I'm always down for trying something new. So bring yeah. on the Palomar. Yeah. I, I just want, I want there to be some sort of like riot like blizzcon ask riot event and i want there to be a cafe where they serve little legends like <laughs> <laughs> that is my dream if, if that is the contribution like a, that we make it's a silver wing leg if if, if yeah. that is the contribution we make to the uh riot community that will be a win in my book <laughs> aim high yeah. sounds good to me um I'll be there. yes that'll that'll be great but that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Doa, thank you so much for being on and providing your insights. I know we kind of we we glossed over the interview part, but if, I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's places people can find it's more you. Fun to talk about TFT. Everybody knows where I. 
by now. <laughs> they should. If they don't, well, welcome. There's to- st- just Google Doa and Google. it'll be on there. Yeah, Google. I'm everywhere. Uh, Doa, any uh, se- yeah, the, the esports consultant himself. Any right. uh, sellout shout outs? Anything that you uh, want to do before we jump on? Uh, well, you can go to um, Alt uh, Clothing. Dot, I think that's what's the website? Ultimate. Alt. Uh, Alt esports. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. If I can find it first. Hold on. What I'm trying to say is, uh, go buy my shirt. <laughs> yes, go to altesports.com and look for That's the uh, esports consultant that. shirt. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nate. Nate Ekman over there designs all the awesome shirts for all esports. Uh, Nate, uh, if you want to make a sorry, little Nate. legends podcast shirt, uh, we can talk about a partnership. Now that I've, I knew the I knew the website. I knew the website. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go there, buy the shirt. Um, also, uh, go to my social. Doa on Twitch, Doa on Twitter, follow that. Uh, Doa Games on Instagram. I post uh, a lot of miniature painting on, um, on Instagram. You can see you can see cool stuff like uh, like like this guy, the Skull Taker. The Skull Taker. Come on, focus. Oh, wait, hold on, I can get focus. The Skull Taker. There we go. <laughs> oh my okay. god, love <laughs> skulls. Oh, that cape is sick, Doa. That is it's sick. not focusing, though. How do I get it? Oh, that? but I, I can imagine it. Oh, that is sick. You had to pay. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, podcast listeners, but it is a sweet cape that has skulls on check it. it out. I did, I did like a lava. I did the. Are these all just Warhammer? Yeah, it's a Warhammer figure. Yeah. Sick. Oh, anyway, tons gotta... of so go to my Instagram and you can see a lot more of that. That type of awesome stuff um but follow all my social media um, yes. and buy my shirts so i can eat i'm freelance now <laughs> living that free living that freelance life but freelance life yes make sure you guys do that I'll, and i'll have all those links in the description below so make sure you check those out but that's gonna be it for us you can find us uh at lil legends pod on twitter discord.me slash legends podcast um itunes spotify all that good stuff little legends podcast make sure you are following us there for all the updates on the community, the stuff that we're doing, and game nights. Don't forget about game nights. All that good stuff. But that is going to be it. Again, thank you, Doa, for coming on. We really Our appreciate pleasure. it, and we uh, look forward to seeing you more in the TFT community. That's going to be it, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.